where your host, writer, actor, and producer Candy Washington helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go. your girl candy washington oh, i know i haven't given you your reality tvt in so long but i have been behind the scenes creating some new fresh content for you guys around attracting joy wealth and love and manifesting the life of your dreams so i hope that you are into that just as much as you're into the ratchetness and the mess and all of the reality tv business so as you guys come in be sure to drop your candy canes in the comment box be sure to drop your questions and we are just gonna have a fun kiki i have no notes turk is with us my beautiful co-host hey darren what is up darren hood yes what's I'm going back. on can you hear me okay yes i can hear you yes, yes. what is up turk Vish? what is uh, up nothing much man like i'm trying to grasp hold of life again and it's so much going on <laughs> you know in the world right now so Get back to the swing of things, especially with my videos and content yes. and stuff like that. How, how how have you been? Matter of fact, Candy, you've been doing your thing. Proud of you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate of you. Course. You know what? I have been really, really good. Like, I just got really good clarity on the type of content I want to put out there, the type of community I want to build. And I mm -hmm. rebranded, refreshed, and I'm just ready to, to do the damn thing. I'm definitely going to start. Yes. Like, Mondays, it's you and me doing reality TV, hot topics. Let's do it. We're going to do it. I'm also going to be on um, Turk's. Uh, podcast internal as well. His uh, yes. YouTube channel is linked in the description box. So go give him a follow. Go give him a subscribe. Shout him out. So we will be doing more collabs. So yeah. So also with like the reality TV hot topic stuff, I'm creating mm -hmm. a lot of content around manifesting and creating your dream life. Like really, how do you design your dream life? And it's around joy, wealth, and love. So that's what I'm going to be putting out there. That's what we're building in 2022. We're living happy lives. We're living joyful lives. We're getting our money. We're getting our bag. And we are going to love period. ourselves. Point blank, period. And we're going to get some romantic love. No more situationships. No okay. more disappointments. Oh, girl. Oh, period. period. Hey, Cardi B. Hey, Cardi I love her. I love you, Kylie. Just wanted <laughs> to put too. that out there. Love you, Kylie. You need to be up here with us talking about some of these topics because we all got yes. Different we all different. Kylie, if you let me know, if you, I'll drop the link for you if you want to come up. You're welcome to. Yes, oh, Thank you, Marcella, for the super chat. Yes, I appreciate you. She goes, yes, you are. Period. Great. Period. Thank Make you so your much, coins, Marcella. Andy. Clink, 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 clink. Look how I attracted that wealth. I spoke it and I received it. That's how we do this. It is effortless. It is Period. easy. Money always comes to us. Money flows to us easily and effortlessly and increases quantities at all times in miraculous ways. Make room for miracles in your life. That is what we're doing in 2022. We are making Amen. room for miracles in our life. Yes. Speak it. Yes. Speak it. Hey, Cotty. She says, thank you. You're welcome, sweetheart. 
Okay, Turkbish, since you are my special host, what do you want to start with tonight? Do you want to start mm. with OC, Salt Lake City, Tasha K, Miami? It's going to be all about you if it's growing up uh, hip hop. <laughs> well, growing up hip hop, I'm I'm in love with that. I mean, we can we can get to growing up hip hop a little later for okay. the people who might not have been catching up on it, but it's actually been heating up pretty good. I've been liking it so far, especially with what they're delivering this yes. season. Yes. But we can always start with the boring first, you know, <laughs> <laughs> or we can start with what what's hot right now. Tasha K and Cardi B. I don't know. Let's start with what's hot. Let's start with Tasha K and Cardi B, and then we mm. can get into the boring, and then we'll end with what's hot. Okay. Okay. So I have not been following Tasha K and Cardi B too, too, too much, but I did catch mm-hmm. up on it today for a little bit, and I have to say I am team Cardi B. Cardi B. See? I'm team Cardi B, too, but I'm also okay. team Cardi B, okay? So I'm team... Um, Cardi B too. I think what the judge did really was to deter other content creators, bloggers, YouTubers, whatever, from doing the same thing Tasha K did. I think it was mm-hmm. to say, you can't put this disclaimer up and then say whatever you want and expect no consequences. And I think right. with Cardi B um, getting on, on, you know, like testifying and saying like she was like, you know, the S word, wanting, like, she was really depressed with everything. I think that humanizes people, not just celebrities, but people behind the camera. Like, we all have feelings, too. So, like, when somebody gets up on their platform, you know, whether it's big, Tasha K, or whether you are a star like Cardi B, or you're just, like, a regular person like me, we all still have feelings. And so if somebody is getting on their platform, lying about you, making things up about you, defaming your name trying to take you down that can have that can hurt you know that has consequences so what are your thoughts i mean there's so many layers to this thing um i'm i'm not team anybody really right because like i think it's not a win for either one of them honestly the most that is a win for is for entertainers and celebrities to rely on not being dragged in the mud sometimes mm-hmm. and it's precedence over you know what content creators can and cannot do so like you were saying yes. of course you know there has to be some type of um consequences for people that do that but i do want to break down you know this whole thing when people are saying that tasha k has made this up or like um you know basically drug her name through the mud now we all know tasha k from Mm -hmm. when she started youtube and what she does and what she offers and she speaks about celebrity gossip sometimes she even brings the people that are involved behind the scenes to interview with her to validate some of her gossip that she talks about on her page now with this i think everybody else was talking about you know cardi b having herpes you know the stories were breaking at the time and um of course tasha k being the one that she's the most followed subscribed to youtuber people have dubbed her the queen of youtube gossip right now so i just think that she had to take the bait this time she had to suffer the consequences so that it sets precedence over what content creators can do 
from this point forward. And, you know, I hate the fact that she had to be the one as a black woman. And I. Oh, Turkfish. Turkfish, I think you went out. So try and uh, reset and come back in. But I agree with everything you said. And I want to get to um, Kennedy Marone's uh, comment, which is great. It says, exactly. It was never about hurting Tasha Kay. It was about teaching her that integrity is important. I say that all the time. Integrity is the most biggest thing when you have it, when you show it and not trying to knock anybody else's integrity is important and then deter her from doing it again. Exactly. And also deter other people from doing it, deterring other YouTubers, content creators out there from doing it too, because if Tasha K can get knocked down, so can you get knocked down. And then right. he says the biggest winner is Google YouTube. This is YouTube history. But I will say with that, yes, it's YouTube history. And yes, I think it puts us like content creators who are on digital and social media up there with the more traditional ones since it is mm -hmm. such a big level it's like no you need to take us seriously because we're just as important and as informative as the bigger ones but uh -huh. i also think this should be a teachable moment to youtube because i speaking from personal experience i've had people lie about me and say things about me and i'm like micro in the cosm of youtube like blip you know what i mean and youtube didn't help you know, I I said, can you take, take take this down? This is what doing. And they're just like, well, you know, they have a disclaimer up. It's fine. So I also think that it would be important if they actually held YouTube accountable too. I think that would actually be the game changer for our community of content creators is that, yes, we get paid by YouTube, Google AdSense, all that stuff. But YouTube is making more money than that because YouTube makes money off of our content without mm -hmm. us. There is no YouTube. So I right. think YouTube also needs to step it up and protect us, whether we have 1K, 10K, 100K, or a million. They need to That's step smart. it up. Because if 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 online bullying can affect Cardi B, Cardi B and as big as she is, imagine what it does to us mm -hmm. who, who may not have the resources, who doesn't have all of this stuff, right? So I think, right. would, I think the biggest win would be if a judge, a court, somebody held YouTube accountable. Now, how do you feel now that the judge has ruled the 1.25 in her favor? How do you really feel about the judgment? Do you feel like that's, that should be it? Or do you feel like Tasha should appeal like she's planning to do to try to win the case still? Mm -hmm. Do you... What do you think about that? Like, what do you think needs to be done at this point forward? Okay. I'm going to get to Nihar's comment, and then I'm going to answer your question, because I think that's actually a really great question. So Nihar said, Cardi asked Atasha K three times to take the videos down, and TK said, pay me, you know what, or take me to court, and now we know Cardi B didn't pay, LOL. She didn't pay, and she also didn't play. And I think that given what Nihar said, I think that's a great comment. I think the $1.25 million, I think, does a lot. One, it sends the message. It's a, it's a clear message. We are no longer playing with people messing with people's lives in this way. It sends a very clear, concrete message that anybody, no matter what your tax bracket is, when somebody gets slapped with a, a $1.25 million settlement, they're not playing. The game has changed. 
And it's also really important because now it sets the legal precedent. Obviously, I'm not a lawyer, but I do know some things about law. And once somebody wins in court and you set that precedent, it's called it becomes case law. So now the next time somebody does that, their lawyer is going to say, well, when it was Cardi B versus Tasha K, they got $1.5 million. There's a precedent for it now. So I think right. that's why it's such a historic case because it sets that precedent where that precedent hasn't been set in YouTube ever. That's why it's such a big case. I do think that Tasha K is going to get slapped with more money. One, she's going to get slapped with all of Cardi B's attorney's fees because when you are the prevailing party, I know in California, I don't know what state they did this in, but I know in California, the prevailing party legally is entitled to to sue that to sue the party that lost for all of their legal fees. And that's a way mm-hmm. to deter people from doing frivolous lawsuits. So it's like if you know you're doing a frivolous lawsuit, then you may not do it in fear of you're gonna get sued for that person's legal fees. So she's gonna get slapped with that bill. And then also, um, I was watching the lead attorney because, again, I hadn't really followed it, but I watched him right before we went on because I knew you want to talk about it. Um, she's also going to get punitive fees. And so punitive fees really is at the discretion of the judge or who or the jury. But I think in this case, it probably will be the judge. And the punitive, yeah, the, the punitive fees is exactly what it is to punish you for what you did. So the punitive damages could be i mean if 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 the base is 1.25 the punitive damages are going to be triple double that triple double that and i'm 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 here for it because it matters when you try to destroy someone based on things that you know that is lies and it matters when you don't care about affecting that person's mental health. You don't care about affecting that person's livelihood. That's that's a level of evil for me. So I say slap on all the fees, especially like Nihar said, Cardi asked her to take it down. It's one thing to put it out there, get your like clicks and views, but then someone comes to you and says, you're talking about me and I know that you're lying. Can you please take it down? And they don't, or they try to extort you, pay me, or I'm not going to take it down. She she set up her own self for that. Let's now, see, given, what, yeah, what do you think? Now, given, you know, the history of Tasha K and Cardi B, you know that all the bloggers that are out here on YouTube, they usually pick a side, and some celebrities mm-hmm. do have some bloggers in their foot. Like, we know that Cardi B and Armand Wiggins, for example, mm-hmm. you know, they're close friends, and they're going to report nothing but great things about Cardi. Just hate the fact that it has come to the point where Cardi had to sue Tasha K when there were other people before Tasha K that were dragging her and, you know, saying these things about her with the herpes comment. So I just hate yeah. that it had to be Tasha K. Why did she why did she pick Tasha K? Even though Cardi has many active cases going on right now that she's fighting. A lot of people probably don't follow her other cases, but she has many other cases from assault to everywhere right now, especially with those women still. So, you know, I just think it's it's sad to see that Tasha K is going to possibly lose a lot over this. You know why I think it had to be Tasha K? I think, and I agree with you, there are other cases that Cardi B has going on right now 
And also cases where, as you said, with those girls, I think allegedly, allegedly, don't nobody come after me. I don't have $1.25 million um, at the current moment, but we're manifesting it. Anyway, <laughs> you know, period. I gotta, I gotta remember to speak it, speak it, speak it. Um, where I think Cardi was actually the one who fought the girls over the guys. But anyway, mm. I think the reason why it had to be Tasha in this way is a because I think Tasha was so vocal in on her channel and doing the most, com- like trying to combat it. So it's almost like I think that it blew up because of. Again, Tasha K almost shot herself in the foot by being so vocal, by being so um, brazen. You know, I think she really thought in her mind, and I think the lead attorney talked about this too. She had people around her gassing her up, being like, oh, you're going to win. This is going to happen, where she wasn't actually thinking about what the true consequences of it, what was it going to be. So I think the fact that it had to be Tasha K was because Tasha K was so vocal. And also because of Tasha Clay's platform, she has so many people and she's more notable. Like I know Cardi B is in other lawsuits, but I don't know like the people. I don't know. Like they're like strippers. I don't know. I don't want to say that allegedly. I I don't know exactly what they were. I'll take that back. They're just women. Um, But we don't know them. You know, they're not the Tasha Mm -hmm. Keys. So when you have a name going against another name, of course it's going to blow up. Hey, Sharon. What is up? Yes, that's right, you guys. Drop your candy canes in the chat box. Drop your name. Drop your questions. We're talking Tasha K. We're talking Salt Lake City. We're talking OC. We're talking Miami. We're talking growing up hip hop. So whatever you want. And again, this is a free flow style. We have no notes. We're just kikiing and laughing. So whatever you guys want to talk about, drop it in the chat box. Like, subscribe, and share. And also subscribe to Turkfish. Period. I'm on all platforms, you guys. I'm on Spotify, Apple, iHeartRadio. I've just moved over to YouTube, just got that started up. And now, given the opportunity with Candy, she's helping me out getting my streams up. So I appreciate you, of course. I appreciate you too, Turk. Turk, you just have such a good energy. You have such a good vibe. You're just super genuine and really sweet. So I love collaborating with you. Thank you. Yeah, we glowing up. Hey, Tookie, says Tasha K definitely shot herself in the foot with her testimony. Yes, because that's the thing. It's like anything that you do in the dark always comes to light. And especially when you do it so brazenly. And like, you're not that good of a liar and you're not going to perjure yourself. Mm. Hey, Candace, the candy shop is here. She dropped the candy canes and some love. Hey, hey. So what do you guys want to talk about next, Turkfish? Or we can continue with Katasha K, or we could talk about some ladies. Well, I'm gonna let you go ahead and, and talk about Housewives of what's OC in Miami right now. Okay. And then I'll come back in with Salt Lake City. But I haven't been catching up on Miami and OC right now, honestly speaking. Well, uh, we have we have our sister from another mister. Young Rich is in the chat. Says Jenny don't need to up? come back, but I heard they filmed something at Mother Mary's Church. Okay, so let's do Salt Lake City then. Let's just get into it. Mm. Let's do Salt Lake City. Okay. Young Rich says for season three. Tookie says Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Okay, so let's do Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. I have so many thoughts. Uh-oh, so many ahead. thoughts. All right. Let's who, you know what? We're going to play a game. You tell me a housewife name, and I'm going to tell you what I think. 
Jen. From Salt Lake City. Jen Shaw. Okay. Allegedly, do I think Jen Shaw is guilty? A hundred percent. But I also think Jen Shaw is just an MVP. She knows how to show up. She knows how to play the game. Do I think she was cheating on uh, on Coach Shaw? A hundred percent. Do I think she was cheating with the same man that um, Meredith was treating with? A hundred percent. I think both of them were getting down, getting with it, busting it wide open when they went to the New York trips and was doing it with the same men. And that <laughs> is why, and that is why Meredith is actually mad at Jen because remember Jen let it slip. Okay. Oh, conspiracy theories, y'all. I'm about to get into it. All right. This is why I actually think Meredith and Jen are beefing. Okay, so remember in season one, Jen Shaw thought that Meredith was choosing Mary over her. So she got really upset. And then as and we all know, Jen Shaw is petty AF. The moment you cross Jen Shaw on Mad Day, she's going to spill everything. So she right. so she went and spilled the beans that Meredith and Seth were in an open relationship and that Meredith was sleeping with other people. Had not, you know, having affairs, whatever you want to call it. So she left that out of the bag, right? And so I think Jen and Meredith were both doing dirt. They were both cheating on their husbands and they were both running around. Meredith now is pretending to have this beef with, with Jen about her son um, Brooks' scandal, but that's been over. Jen apologized. Brooks forgave him. That's over and done. Meredith's beef now is only because she's pissed off that Jen told the world that she was cheating on her husband, that their marriage was open, and that Jen was sleeping with the same man she was sleeping with. And the reason why Lisa Barlow beefs with Meredith now is because I think Lisa Barlow, again, wasn't in on, wasn't privy to what Meredith and Jen, the dirt that they were doing with the men. So when that came out, I think Lisa Barlow was like, wait a minute, I thought I was your ride or die chick, but yet you have all these secrets with Jen Shaw. Right. She has so many secrets with her. So many secrets. And if you see the preview, Lisa calls Meredith a whore and she's like, she's up with half of Manhattan. <laughs> what Tookie say? Child, have you heard the rumor? Wait, Tookie said, Child, have y'all heard the rumor about Meredith and Jen at the steakhouse? Ooh, what was the rumor at the steakhouse? What's the tea? What's what the tea, Tookie? What happens? Oh, go ahead. I'm getting excited. And I haven't watched my Kimpire today because, you know, Kimpire and DJ Richard Scott, they do a good job with keeping up yes. with every Housewives franchise. They really do. I'm like, they have a lot of, they have more hours in the day than I do. They really do. I don't know how they <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how they be doing stuff. this. It, it's like, they have so many hours in the day. I don't know how they do it. God bless them. God bless them. Okay, what yeah. nobody said. Mary is my favorite. Okay, let's get into Mary. I think Mary is missing. I think it's a cultural thing. I think sometimes she knows how to play her cards. Mary does know how to play her cards. I will. I will say this about Mary. Do I think she's leading a cult? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do I think that her grandmother willed her to marry her husband? No, I think that was a big fat lie. I think her and the granddaddy got together with a scheme that Todd made to get the money and to get the real estate and to do all that <laughs> stuff and, get, and to get the church. I don't think they've ever really been man and wife except for when they got their son. Other than that, he's doing him and she's doing her. They, they don't even care. They're, uh, they're living at different wings of a house. What I will say in Mary's defense, and one thing I do like about Mary... 
and what and I'm also because I'm also I'm also a lot like this she is so cool under pressure and she like if you look at all the other housewives they flip off they flip tables they're mm-hmm. cussing they're hooting the hollering they're running away they're doing all 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 of the theatrics but Mary will just sit there and read you for filth without ever raising her voice oh, Without ever, right, she'll be just, so cool, calm, and collected. And just be so cool, right. calm with it. And she'll just sit there and be like, well, actually, listen. Da, 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 da. And then they all go off crazy on the deep end because they can't handle what she's saying. So I will give Mary that. I think that that type of slickness and that type of sophistication is really cool. It's sort of like what Lisa Vanderpump had, too, where Lisa Vanderpump would just sit there and just, like, tell you exactly about yourself and then be like, pass the rosé. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like that slickness. But I don't like Mary's stuff about the slanty eyes and about uh, Jen being a Mexican gangster, but I do think it's a little cultural because I, because I do understand what Mary was saying, and I do think certain racially things are different within the Black community. If that makes sense, like I always understood what she was saying. I don't think she's actually racist, but I also understand how it can be offensive. Now, how do you feel about now? Give me some clarity about. Okay. Um, what Jenny has been going on in the media right now with her comments, her racist comments. Okay, okay. So let's see here. Jenny, I believe, was had been tweeting or posting all about she was a Trump supporter. She made some comments about George Floyd being like he had taken all these drugs and that's why he died. And we had 18 years to raise our children, not to uh, show out to the police or something. The police don't need more policing. The police don't need to be defunded, like all that crazy stuff, all that crazy stuff. So I think that's really what they're talking about with, with the Jenny stuff. But oh, wow. but who knows? But who knows? Let's see what's going on in the chat box. I'm just going to pick a spot. And Cardi B says, Cardi B, this old racist chick Jenny is a problem. <laughs> and that's the thing. I actually really like Jenny. And this might be an unpopular opinion, but I also did like that she did put Mary in her place. But at the same time, I don't co-sign what has come out with Jenny has said. Do you know what I mean? And then also, I think with Mary, and again, this is cultural. And let me know if you agree or disagree with that. So Mary had made this comment about Jenny. And she was like, oh, Jenny comes at me hard because she is Lisa's friend. So whatever Jenny is saying about me is a reflection of what Lisa thinks about me. Because she's her friend, she comes into the group. Do you agree with that or do you not agree with that? I think so. I think so. Because you got to think about it. When it comes to like these casts, all of these casts, not just them, you have to ultimately have some type of ally on your side. I mean, some people can fight it alone, fight their issues alone. But I do agree. I think so. I mean... I think to a greater or lesser degree, I actually think the beef between Jenny and, and uh, yeah, Jenny and Mary is really just a beef between Jenny and Mary. I don't really think it's Lisa in the background, but I get the sentiment of 
this is your friend. You introduced me to her. And now your friend is beefing with me. Is that beef because behind the scenes, you you don't really like me. You're not really checking for me. And she's just echoing what you're saying to her. Young Rich says, do y'all think the statements Lady made was performative? A hundred percent. hundred percent. It's the game you play. You know, anytime somebody comes out with like this problematic, racist, sexist, whatever, homophobic stuff, of course it's performative. Quiet as it's kept, Salt Lake City, New York, OC, the majority of those women are Republican Trump supporters. Mm-hmm. And they probably share Jenny's sentiments. They just had a publicist who said, don't post it. Like, but, so yeah, I do think their statements are promorbative. And when Kenya wore the headdress, Native American headdress, they yep. dragged her. But yep. it's like, you don't see them dragging these white women when they say racist stuff or do racist things. But yep. our black women, of course, have to be held accountable. It's sad. It is sad. It is sad. Let's see what you guys are saying. Darren Hood said Mary was a hoot last night. Mary was a hoot last night. She really was. <laughs> okay, Turk, I have a question for you. And everybody in the chat box, put it in the chat. Because I'm, I'm noodling what I think about this. The big difference between how the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills dealt with the Erica Jane scandal versus how the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City is dealing with the Jin Shaw scandal. It feels like the women of Salt Lake City, if you go against Jen, you're a bad. And like they're like, we need to support her. She's going through this hard time. But on Beverly Hills, it's like, how dare you can't support Erica because she's a her and her husband allegedly are criminals and stole from people. So what right. why do you why do you think there's such a difference in how they're reacting to these scandals? Um I think probably because this is a fresh cast with Salt Salt Lake City and mm-hmm. they don't want to just have the audience auto- automatically like hate someone that quickly. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why they're going on this campaign, you know, support her, support Jen versus, you know, uh, Beverly Hills been around for a while, you know. So that's probably why it's being handled a little different. In my mind, that's how I feel like it. That's how I look at it. Situation. Yeah. I could, I'm I mean, I could totally be wrong, but, you know, I think it's levels and layers to it, of course. And do you, would you consider what Erica did, Erica and her husband being accused of a little bit worse than what Jen Shaw did? I mean, how? what would you say about that on the scale? On, a, on the scale, I see them, I see... On the scale, I the only reason why I put Erica and Tom worse than Jen is because I feel like Erica and Tom really exploited our legal system and our judicial system. To and and to me, when you really attack the integrity of our judicial system and people getting justice and people getting their settlements from all of this stuff, it, it's a bigger it's a bigger evil. But I think that what Jen did, allegedly, 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 is also extremely evil and really messed up, preying on the elderly, preying on people, um, hopes and dreams, and, a base, and basically just running all of these scams and stuff. So I think both of what they allegedly have done is absolutely wrong and absolutely evil. But with Erica and Tom, the fact that they use the judicial system and really had such corruption. Oh, Dirk, Dirk, come back. Yeah, but it had such um, corruption to me. That is why I think Tom and Erica are a little bit worse. 
I think the re- I think why they're being treated differently on the OC on the Beverly Hills and the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, I'm not sure, but I think maybe it's because it's Jen Shaw who's actually been arrested and all of this stuff. It's like actually her. So she, so they feel like they have to protect their friend, but in Beverly Hills, it's almost like it's really Tom and it's like did Erica know? So I think it just seems so obviously that like Erica knew. Hey Turkey back. Heck, can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. Ugh. Yeah. So I think Sorry, that y'all. might be the difference. But listen to what Tuki said. Tuki says on Reddit, someone from Utah said Jen Meredith at the steakhouse with a guy. Apparently Jen ate Meredith's kitty cat at the restaurant. Then Jen went around town saying it tastes like weak old tuna. Oh my god. Oh my god. Listen. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh god. Oh god. <laughs> Listen. I'm not trying to be a Tasha K, all right? So I'm no. not saying this is true. I'm not, not spreading it. Allegedly. 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 Let me put that banner on right now. Because if anything, 1.25 million has taught us, you better keep it tight and right. Okay. Because baby. Because okay. baby. They're going to have to seize everything I got down to my cell phone. Because I ain't got 1.25 million for you. In the current moment. But we will. We have. But it's we coming, will. it's coming, it's coming, it's coming. Because that's what we do here on coming. The Life with Candy. We attract joy, we attract wealth, we attract love. So it may you may not see it now, but you will see it soon. And we want to keep it. So that's why we're saying allegedly. I don't want to have to give it to nobody. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yes. Yes, yes, yes. Let's see what else is going on in the chat box. Hey, Young Rich, I felt Beverly Hills went easier in Erica compared to Salt Lake City until they turned the focus to Mary. Yeah. But that's the thing, though. I was actually, I forgot who was. I was watching some content creator, and they were saying how, oh, like, it's so messed up that they turned the focus to Mary. Are they trying to protect Jen? So they're throwing Mary under the bus and making it all about her storyline. And at first, I kind of co-signed that. I was like, you're right. Like, why aren't they diving more into Jen? Like, why isn't this more of a bigger scandal? Like, why is everybody tiptoeing around Jen who, like, pops off every second? And why are they talking more about Mary? But when you think about it, Mary, Jen, and Erica all allegedly have victims. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, word on the street, allegedly, allegedly, you know, Mary has been victimizing her her congregation, you know, taking their money and extorting and sort of using like she's God and all of this stuff, this very cult-like thing where, you know, in cults, they give their money, their mortgage, all of, you know, all of that stuff over. So Mary mm-hmm. allegedly also has victims. So I do understand shining a light on that. I don't think any of these women, Erica, Jen, or Mary should get off because all of them, when you look at it, have a disproportionate amount of wealth in what they actually say that they do. And this is no shade to Mary's church or congregation, but when you look at Mary's house and you look at everything she has and you look at the church, it is such a disproportion. 
you know, you see what I'm saying? And then also with Jen, they were like, where is Jen getting all this money from? Yeah, Coach Shaw is like an assistant coach, but for the level of the lifestyle that they were living. Same thing with Erica Girardi and Tom Girardi. Sure, he's his hotshot lawyer, but the level of life they were living did not equate what they were actually doing. So yeah, allegedly there were some corruption and scam going on. So if we're actually going to be really real and funky about it, all three of these women allegedly have victims, like real victims out there. So that kind of changed my mind about it. I think, I think, I don't know. Again, I don't know these personality types that go on reality TV knowing that they're so corrupt, but I guess it's that narcissistic personality where they think they can get away with everything. No one's ever going to find out. They're going to outsmart people. And even if they do get caught, they can talk their way out of it. You know, it's that personality disorder that people have. No offense to anybody with a personality disorder. Shout out to mental health awareness. So. Period. Period. And that's very important. It's okay. Mental God, health. It's a mess. Yep. Mental health is, is so important. And, and, you know, in talking about mental health, and again, to go back to Tasha K and what um, Cardi B said, how she said she had, you know, S-word thoughts and she was really down and depressed. Again, we're all real people. You know, whether you're a celebrity or whether you're just like me hanging out and talking or whatever, we all have feelings. So when Mm -hmm. somebody says something that is demeaning or nasty to you, that has an emotional effect. You know, so I think especially being on these YouTube streets and everything, we have to really, really be mindful of our mental health. And I'll give some quick tips because, you know, I'm a self-care guru muse. If you find yourself being depressed and sad and all this stuff the number one thing you should do in that moment is take inventory of the content that you're consuming if you're watching something or you're consuming something that is literally depressing you turn it off right because no matter what nobody is making you consume this stuff so it's up to you to be mindful of what you're consuming and it could be it doesn't even have to be negative stuff like sometimes i have to unfollow like inspirational Instagrams because it's like toxic positivity. Like I don't need another affirmation today. Not today. Okay. <laughs> like someday it's like, <laughs> you know, like sometimes I love an affirmation. I love a meme. I post affirmations all day, every day. Right. But sometimes you're just like, you know what? I'm not really feeling this happy, happy, joy, joy, crap. Like I'm just not feeling it today. So it's being mindful about and that content. Is not negative? It's not bad. It's not anything, but it's being mindful of what, is affecting me and then Mm -hmm. how do I take ownership and responsibility to make sure that I'm taking care of my space and my energy and my mental well-being because it's really your responsibility to do that I'll get off my self-care soapbox but you should also subscribe to sugar pills a private light self-care podcast if you want more because we are what in 2022 attracting joy wealth and love yes we are Hey, candy shops, because I have to catch up on Salt Lake City. It sounds real good. Girl, you missing out. It is the bomb.com. I know that was really cheesy, but it is so okay. good. It is They're so keeping good. Up. I, I, was, I would give them definitely becoming top five of the franchises oh, now. Thank you, Candice. She says, so in your opinion, is Mary's Church allegedly a cult? Yes. Allegedly, in my opinion, I definitely think Mary Church is a cult. And the and I'll tell you why I think it's a cult. I think 
I don't think all organized religion is a cult. I don't think that at all. But I do think that what has been said about Mary's, like that guy Cameron, who said that Mary basically like emotionally messed his head up where he mortgaged his house for $300,000 and ended up giving it to Mary and her husband. That to me is cult-like behavior. If you have a legitimate church, the actual, a church should be of service to its congregation. The congregation should not be of service to the church, in my personal opinion. I okay. think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that it's the job of the, the church is God's wife, right? So it's like, it's the church should be of service to the congregation. That you see so someone who's in need. You don't try to exploit them for their mortgage to, to remortgage the house to get 300K because you're a hoarder and you have really ugly designer clothes in your house. Mm. Like you can, like you got 300K to spare. Mary, this is a PSA. Call a girl, pay me. I will come and I will actually style you because just because it has a name brand or a logo does not make it fashion. <laughs> okay. Go There's a lot of stuff that goes into churches, though. Y'all have to really be careful where you go and worship because yeah. there's this church here where I'm from called House of Prayer, and mm-hmm. they call their um, leader Daddy Grace, y'all. Yes, they call him Daddy Grace. That's how he's approached. Nobody can walk up the front of the building, like the stairs of the building. You should see how it's set up, you guys. Like it's so weird, and Is Jamal they have. Coming? <laughs> not right, like Daddy Grace, I was like, is that Jamal? Jamal coming to communion? <laughs> Sorry, go. But talk, yeah, I've go heard. Ahead. But no, honestly, there's there's places like that that we should watch out for. Mm-hmm. Like you, I would never go to a church and and my preacher. I'm gonna call you Daddy Grace. No, no. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I agree. Allegedly, it, it, Daddy, that's just disgusting. So Tookie says, what are your thoughts about Meredith this episode? My thoughts about Meredith, and then, and then um, Trick, I want your thoughts too. My thoughts about Meredith in general and for this episode is, and I want, again, alleged, 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 but there seems to be some type of chemical... Imbalance. Balance, impairment, either that's there or that's being induced by something because she if you watch her she always just seems very robotic like mm-hmm, okay like she's, she's off to me anyway she, you know what i mean it's like very i don't know i will say this i think that uh heather and whitney i can't stand them like i literally cannot stand heather and whitney I, I'm not yeah. a violent person, but I want both of them just to, like, blow off in the wind. Because I'm there with you. if you really watch it, these two are the ones who created all of the drama, who created all of the div- division, and they straight up made up lies and then, re- and then reset it as if it were the truth. I don't think Meredith had anything to do with Jen getting arrested. I agree with her. The FBI does not need Meredith Mark's help to, to take someone out. That, to me, was the FBI was doing a years and years long thing. Jen allegedly is a part of this big pyramid scheme, you know, um, marketing scheme or whatever that's been going on for years. And that is so much bigger than just Jen Shaw. And for Whitney and for Heather to be like, oh, because Whitney, because Heather, no, I'm sorry, because Meredith and Mary weren't on the bus. That means that Meredith was working with the feds. Like, come on. 
And then poor Jin Shaw, I mean, I love her, but she has such limited emotional capacity. All you had to do was plant that seed. She got wound up. And that's exactly what they did. And they played her because if you watched it, Heather and Whitney went to Jen, wound her up about Meredith. Oh, Meredith wasn't on the bus to to wherever. No, she's off the bus this time. Oh, she had the private investigator, blah, blah, blah. Wound her up. Jen got on the bus, lost her damn mind, almost almost fist fought Lisa. And if you notice, Whitney was holding Lisa back by the arms. That was setting Lisa up to get popped. Like you, if two people are fighting, you don't take one person and hold and pin them back by the arms so the other person can punnel them. I saw mm-hmm. you, Whitney Rose. I saw you. I see you. I see you, Whitney Rose. And then when Jen went off, and then when they got to not Tahoe, but wherever they were, Whitney and Heather were in the room talking all craps about Jen being like, well, you know, Meredith and Jen are here. They're going to have to deal with her because I don't want to be a part of that. How she went, but they were the ones who went and put the seed in her ear and wound her up. And then they watched her go make a fool of herself. Whitney and Heather are the two biggest Karens, shit stirs, fake friends. I can't stand them either. I can't stand them, particularly Whitney. First of all, Lisa Barlow all day long. Lisa Barlow is my spirit animal. I absolutely love her. I want to be her baby gorgeous. Lisa, call me. We can hang. We can do brunch all day. Leave Lisa alone. <laughs> I can't handle that's it. Crazy cause, that's crazy, Candy, because I felt like Lisa, as hysterical as she was acting, when mm-hmm. Jen, when the feds were coming after Jen, I felt like she had something. She played a part somewhere with Jen Shaw, but I can't put my finger on it, so I never spoke about it, but it was just weird. All of them were acting weird around that time. You just don't know. There's so many missing parts that we would never, we never gonna know, because it's never gonna be revealed. Yep. No, it won't ever be revealed. And I I also think all of them are also so two-faced. All of them are two-faced, because all of them talk about each other like a dog. The moment one of them isn't in the room, they all talk about each other like a dog. Then they go back and report, and then when the other person comes back in the room, I don't know what you're talking about. We didn't say that. Let's just drop it. It's like, come on. They were all talking about Jen like a dog. They were all talking about Meredith like a dog. They were all talking about Mary like a dog. And they were all talking about Lisa like a dog. But the moment they get in the room, it's all smiles and kiki. They want to be the bullies so bad. So bad. So bad. Quiet as kept, they better thank yeah. Jen Shaw and Mary for for keeping this season alive. Yeah, because who else has a storyline? Jenny right. and Dewey with the whole, um, what do you call it? Sister wife? Miss me with that fake stuff. <laughs> Nobody is buying that Dewey wanted a sister wife. I think that was a completely made-up, fabricated storyline because they had nothing else to talk about. Right. Yep. <laughs> Kiki fell under millisecond. <laughs> so crazy. Cody just actually saw a fight. It was very similar to that candy. Yup, I laughed my butt off all the way off, but it was in high school. Yeah, I mean, Whitney Rose, I see you for exactly who you are. You are the most... And I'm going to say allegedly, because nobody come after me. I'm not Tasha Kay. But Whitney <laughs> Rose, to me, is she, the reason why she irritates me so much, because she is so 
deeply, deeply insecure and she projects her insecurity onto anyone and everyone. And if I mm -hmm. were her husband and you spent our life saving rebranding your skincare line under the same name for half of the season, we would be divorced. You would no longer be my wife. Right. Because who is buying Iris and Bo? <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> I'll wait. I'll wait. That's a good theory, Tookie. Wait, wait. What did Tookie say? Oh, yeah. I'm so I know that Heather and Whitney are trying to push the storylines that Meredith had something to do with Jin's indictment. I Thank you. Exactly. Heather and Whitney, to me, first of all, what they did was, and another reason why I don't like them so much, because I'm just, I, I am unapologetically Team Lisa Barlow all day long. I just absolutely love her. I think they did her so dirty. Remember with the Angie stuff in the beginning of the season? That's another fake friend. You're friends with Lisa, and then you Real seek sad. out a friendship with Whitney, and then you'd really try and throw Lisa under the bus with all that stuff. That was so sad and so thirsty and so pathetic. And for Whitney to have done that, very, very thirsty. That's why we don't see Angie anymore, because Lisa Barlow was like, bye-bye. We don't see Angie except for being wasted and falling on her face at, um, at Beauty Lab. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay. Hey, Tuki, I think Jen saw New Meredith didn't have anything to do with it, but she used the opportunity to flex and gain sympathy, just my theory. Uh, yeah, this is the thing. I think Jen Shaw got wound up in the moment, but I think when she came back to her senses, it was so obvious. But like Jen Shaw does, she had to keep the momentum going because it's like sometimes when you get so far out, you don't know how to reel it back. So you're like, I know I'm ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I know I'm being crazy, but like I need to keep going because I don't know how to wheel it back. And I think that's what I think that's Jen Shaw. I think she was wasted. I think she realized that Whitney and Heather basically lied to her and made up this scheme that Todd had and that she looked absolutely ridiculous. Meredith Marks had nothing to do with it. I really think Meredith Marks weren't on the bus because she wasn't rocking with them and she didn't want to ride with them. Mary wasn't on the bus originally because she was beefing with Whitney and she didn't want to be around Whitney. And I think Mary wasn't on the bus a second time because Mary's a weirdo. And I say that with love. But you know what I mean? Yeah. Like she just didn't want to travel with them. And she's also butt buddies with Meredith. And that, okay, Meredith and Mary being butt buddies to me is nothing but a friendship born out of convenience and strategy. Yeah. I, I don't think they have a friendship. I think they have an alliance. They wouldn't have nothing in common. <laughs> no. To be friends no. about. It would be so boring. It, it's like the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And I think when yes. Meredith and Jen started beefing and Jen and Mary were beefing, Meredith and Mary came together because they both were beefing about Jen. That's what it was. I don't really think Meredith Marks is like, Mary is the person I want to go get a mani-pedi with on Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Ridiculous. Hey, it's Tiffany. funny y'all say that about Ashley. You're about to read it anyway. Young Rich says, yes, she is like Ashley from Potomac. I never thought of that before. Ashley is very messy. Ashley is very, very messy. Very, very, very messy. Ridiculous. The candy shop says so true about the friendships on there. Yeah, it's all strategic and it's all alliances. I think Lisa and Jenny are actually friends. I think that's a true friendship. I think 
I think Whitney and Heather are actually friends. They're annoying and evil and conniving, but I do think they're actually friends. They're alleged <laughs> cousins or whatever. Um, I think Jen and Meredith used to be road dogs. But again, Jen went off the deep end when she thought Meredith was losing Mary over her. But the truth was Meredith had taken space from Jen because of the Brooks thing. That's how that all got messed up. Mm. Young Rich says, Tookie, the epitome of mess. Every time Whitney um, sends some mess, her eyes get big. Okay. I don't like to shame people, but Whitney's voice, to me, is like nails on a chalkboard. She's like, do you believe in me, Jason? Mayor, Mayor, like, do you believe in me, Jason? Lisa, Lisa, Lisa. I'm like, can you shut up? Like, like I can't. I don't, want to, I don't want to be mean, but it's like the desperation and the neediness in her voice. I just can't with her. I also think it's because I just really don't like her personality. I think she is so conniving. She's so manipulative. She goes in, she throws a bomb, and then she holds her hands up like she's innocent. And I don't like that. If you are going to literally come up with conspiracy theories that literally make no sense, and then you speak it as the truth, stand in it. Don't deflect. Don't do it. Stand in it. Very Karen-esque. They are the Karens of the Karens of the Karens of the Karens of the Karens. And Heather, I know Heather is a fan favorite, but she's not my favorite. Did you see the episode when she was talking to her brother and her brother was just like, my life was falling apart. I was leaving the church and I uh, needed you and I sent you all these letters. And Heather basically was just like, well, I just couldn't deal. I'm like, excuse me, Heather Gay. (laughs) 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 Excuse me, Miss Heather Gay. This is your brother having a breakdown. And you're just like, I couldn't do it. I just couldn't do it. To me, Heather Gay is so fake. I think the only thing Heather Gay really cares about is fame, being a fan yeah, favorite, the limelight. And the, the limelight under this guise of, oh, I left the church because I just had to be me, and I like black men, and I like drinking and all of this stuff, and blah, 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 blah. Girl, miss me with that, Heather, okay? You are just as Karen as they all are. You are just as dismissive of your family as you are, because if you actually were this good person that you're trying to pretend to be, if your brother came to you and said, my life is in crisis and I need you, you would be there for them. I don't care who it is. If my sister came to me and said, my life is in crisis Mm -hmm. and I need you. And my response was, I just couldn't do it at the moment. Could you imagine? Yeah, we hate you, Heather. We don't like you. No, we don't like you, Heather Gay. You're dismissed. That's who we all like the least. I think everybody. I've, I've seen nothing but negativity about her on social media. So I think everybody would not like Heather Gay. But we could be different. You know. Oh yeah, Cotty said, "Who do you like the least on the show, Candy?" Uh, Le- um, Whitney. Whitney is the least. Whitney is the bottom of the barrel for me because don't come for Lisa, or I'll cut you. And <laughs> <laughs> and she's so conniving. It's it's the it's the manipulation for me. It's the it's the connivingness for me. It's the making up lies and then reporting them as if were the truth for me. That's why I can't rock with Whitney because she's cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs and she makes stuff up. And she's also very, very um, strategic, like befriending Angie, you know, calling um, Carmen, whatever his name was. Right. 
oh, rest in peace. I'm sorry. Rest in peace. But you know what I mean? Like, that to me is so calculated and conniving. And then winding people up, watching them go lose their minds, and then sitting back and judging. It's like, oh, I put a bomb in your back, and now I'm going to laugh at you now that you blew up. That's what they did to Jin Shaw. That's what they did to all these people. But who I like the most? Lisa. <laughs> I'm a Mary fan. I don't know. It's just something about her. She just, she's funny to me. Yeah. I don't know. She's just hilarious. Young Reed says, who in the world's decision was it to place Heather as Cinder Snowflake holder? She gives nothing. Thank you. Thank you. What is Heather's storyline? I'll wait. Other than being Whitney's number two. Like, nothing. Okay. A pick but me. A pick me. They're lucky for Jen and Mary because Jen and Mary's storyline has carried the entire season. The entire season. And I don't want to be too hard on Mary because I do. She's really wacky and weird, but I also like totally get her, if that makes sense. Like when she says the weird stuff, I'm like, I know exactly what you mean, Mary, even though she has like a tick. You know, like Mary has like a, a tick and like the talking to herself to me is this. Okay. This is another thing we talk about mental health, right? Again, I'm being respectful and I'm actually like curious about the mental health with it. Where is the line where it's someone who is quirky and, um, you know, kind of offbeat versus you're seeing someone who actually might be suffering with a mental illness or whatever because to me when she was talking about talking to herself and then we see the footage of her actually having conversations with herself in like an actual way that is that is like all tea all shade all kiki aside that to me is actually alarming yeah and so i'm sort of like where are the accountability for bravo where it's like you're and like and also a lot of reality TV stars, there's like been whole studies and documentaries on it, have gone on to like take their own lives and all that stuff and have had mental problems, all this stuff. So where is the line of accountability where it's like essentially she's like in a she's an independent contractor, but she's an employee of theirs. And if they if they're displaying that type of of maybe mental distress or whatever. Is it their duty to step in and say something? Because as a watcher, when, yeah, Mary may be cold, she may be this or that, whatever. But when I'm compassionate towards her, it is concerning to me. If I saw anyone having full-blown conversations with themselves, like she actually talks and then she responds and then she, like she has conversations with herself. And no tea, no shade, but, like, when you see people who are, like, homeless or maybe people who are, um, and I mean this with compassion and love, I'm not, like, being mean or anything like that, but, but you know what I mean? Like, you see those people like that, and it's, it's, it's scary. I don't know if anybody else thinks it that way, but because she is so quirky and weird, I think that people just think it's a part of her quirk, but it might be a sign of something mm-hmm. bigger going on. Yeah. Let's see what you guys are saying in the 
chat box. So Tuki says, I like Ginny the least. Ah, that was before all the posts too. She always seemed too hot-headed for me, throwing glasses, yelling at people, especially Mary, about nothing. And you know how Ginny said that she had anger problems and she threw so, so much stuff at Dewey that she broke his ribs and then she had to go to anger management for a year. I'm going to say allegedly, but she said it herself. So, yep. Young Rich, last season she was fetishizing black men. Yes, she absolutely was. And that was another reason why I didn't like Heather. Like, don't put black men, human beings, in the same category as objects, which are drugs, alcohol, or activities, sex, right? Like, you're equating human beings with vices, that is the epitome of a fetish, objectifying black men. No, black men are fully formed human beings. They're not sins. And that's what she would say. Like, I want to be a sinner, so I can't be in this. I want to, like, like, basically saying sleeping with a black man is committing a sin. And that black men are the equivalent to objects or things or an experience to be had when you want to be evil and dirty and off the grid. It's just so disgusting. I can't. I can't. The candy chat said, yep, she definitely was. She did. She really was. That's why I was like, miss me with it, Mary. Miss me with that. Okay, we've been here for an hour. We touched on some stuff. Is there anything you want to touch on, Turk, before we wrap things up? Turkey, Turk, Turk. Oh, but your, um, your mic isn't on. We can't hear you, Turk. Well, until we get Turk back, are you guys watching the OC? I also have a lot of thoughts about the OC. Nuella is the effing MVP, but she's also kind of blackface. Was it called blackfacing? Blackfish? Catfishing? What's it called? What, didn't Nuella have old pictures of her? She's sort of like white with blonde hair and now she's sort of this sort of like ethnic mix i don't know even if she's black facing or black fishing or whatever it is hey turk turkey back turkey worky oh okay we'll keep coming back turk yeah black fishing yeah black fishing so noella yeah she's black fishing i think um I think older photos of her, she was like blonde hair, lighter skin, and now she's like tan and all the things. And again, I'm not speaking on anybody's body, but it seems maybe there might be some uh, body issues going on there. She's just a very, very thin, very thin person. But again, I'm not speaking on any woman's body, so it's not my place to talk about another woman's body. But Nuella is a star, she's a VIP, and she is so needed. A, she's a fresh of breath air because nobody ever goes head to head with Heather Dubrow. They basically just kiss Heather's butt and suck up to her. So I'm so happy that Nuella is there being like, we don't need to bow down to Heather Dubrow. Who do we think Heather Dubrow is? Okay, can Gina. you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes, yes. Gina and Emily to me are Heather and Whitney. I can't stand them. Gina, girl. You 
are such a show like a social climber and your energy just sucks like if i was at a party and you were there you're a type of person who i wouldn't talk to you see what i'm saying it's like that weird desperate energy Ugh. what are your thoughts on them do you watch the oc at all I have not caught up on the OC, so I can't speak on them right now, y'all. Sorry about that. No, it's okay. Young because I thought Noella was black. I don't know. I don't know. I saw the pictures of her with the blonde hair and all that stuff. So maybe she, maybe she just was more. I don't know before. I don't know. I don't. I don't know. They're saying she's mixed. All I'm saying is, it, from the photos I saw, it looked like she was black fishing because she went from very blonde hair light skin to how she looks now and the way she looks now skews black mixed but the way she she's looks beautiful before, though gorgeous oh gorgeous and her and again she's also a quirky person she also yeah. kind of has a tick and she's also very quirky but i'm down for her i love her personality i think she's really funny i think she tells it like it is and i think she's a breast of fat air because she's a person who will go toe-to-toe with heather dubrow while all the rest of them were kind of kissing Heather's butt. And Heather had a psycho moment when she looked at Shannon and was like, if you come after me and my family, you're going to lose a lot more than our friendship. I was like, Heather, what are you going to do? Kill her? Like, like, like what are you going to do? Like, what are you going to do to Shannon? Calm down, Heather, bro. Calm down. But I thought Gina and Emily throwing Shannon under the bus because that girl had sued Terry DeBro was a mess absolute mess oh this is a good question brown says do you like dr jen okay i feel for dr jen i think that dr jen is in a marriage that and again i want to be very sensitive when i say this because again it is never my place to ever speak on somebody else's sexuality it is ever it's not my place to do that but it seems like her husband may not be into her. And I'll just leave that there because I want to be very respectful and I want to know my position and I want to know my lane. So I want to be respectful to everybody. But it seems as though it's not a very passionate, love-filled marriage. And as we see in the promos coming up, he actually ends up leaving her. And I'm a very liberal person. I'm very progressive. Like, I don't care who makes the money, but when you look at her, her marriage, essentially – he is so emasculated or emasculated or demasculated, whatever it is. You know, he basically is the mother woman role and she's basically the father breadwinner role. And that dynamic works for some people, but it clearly was not working for them. And I feel a deep sadness in Dr. Jen. I think she's still really sad about what happened with her husband. Um, oh, it's okay. It's okay, Turkfish. All good. Um, I think she's really sad about what happened with her father passing unexpectedly. I think she's sad about the strained relationship she has with her mother, who is a little bit distant. I see just a deep sadness in Dr. Jen. I think she's disconnected from her children. And again, this is all legend, but this is all on the show. So I feel I feel I feel a lot of compassion and I feel a lot of deep sadness with Dr. Jen. I think she might have some work to do on herself. And even though she's gorgeous and even though she's super successful. I do think that there's some worthiness issues going on with her. I think she needs to leave Nuella alone. Same thing with that little uh, Nicole. Girl, Nicole, leave Nuella alone. You sound like a, a Heather DuBose bot. It's, it's bizarre. Leave him alone. 
but yeah. Let's see. Young Red says she, so he's like a Ralph from Atlanta, allegedly. Mm, allegedly, allegedly. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying what what the energy was like from what I saw. And again, I'm not being disrespectful to anybody's sexuality because it's not my place to speak on it. But observing it on the show, it just sort of seemed like that. And I'll just leave that there. Turk Bish, are you with us, babe at all? Can you hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Do you have any uh, final thoughts? Um, I I'm upset at the fact that for Housewives of Miami, there yeah. is not much representation like there. I'm really upset about that. Now y'all know Miami is kind of like another capital in the U.S. almost at this point, and it's filled with a lot of black entrepreneurs and um black businesses and stuff like that. So why aren't there why isn't there much representation there? I was just looking at the cast yeah. for it because yeah. I haven't caught up on them either. Like I haven't really watched their franchise like that. So you guys are going to make me watch that tonight. Start, start on it. I think you're going to like it. I I'm, I'm here for Miami. I'm here for it, but I agree with you hundred percent. There could definitely be way more representation. Miami right. is basically Beverly Hills with Latin accents. You see that you know what mm. you see what I'm saying? It's like they have the Garcelle in Beverly Hills, they have the Gertie in Miami, but other than that, there's no representation at all. Yeah. Um, so I agree with you hundred percent, but I think you're gonna like it when you get into it. And I wanna know your thoughts on it. I'm team Gertie. Adriana okay. what Adriana, I cannot stand her. Girl Adriana. Bye, miss me. It's it's a hot mess with her. And you said you're Team Gertie. I'm gonna I'm keep team, an eye out for her. I'm Team Gertie, and I'm also Team Larsa. So Larsa Pippen. I've heard. And, I've heard um, of Marisol. I like Marisol. I like Marisol a lot. She's an OG, OG. Yeah, because she's OG. like in other stuff. She's been in like interviews. And stuff. I've seen her and stuff, so I I know of her. When she's I saw her face, I was like, oh yeah, I didn't remember her. Mm-hmm. And her mom used to be on the show. I forgot what her mom's name was, but her mom was like iconic. This like iconic old lady, like who was just like amazing and free and um, great. Her mom was on the show. And she was great. I like Mary Saul. Adriana can skip rocks with her low self esteem having self. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I love Larsa. I think Larsa is just doing the damn thing. She's like, oh, I'm on OnlyFans, but I only show my feet. Girl, bye. Like, oh, Larsa. Oh, yeah, like Larsa, Larsa, you know okay. you're not just being a foot model on OnlyFans. Like you can, you can keep. We know, we know Larsa too. I know her. You're not making 10k a day showing your feet, boo boo. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Let's see, people are saying in the chat box. Young Ritz is Miami, New York definitely should be diverse. True. Um, oh Lisa, yeah, hey uh, Della Sienna Dame Sucker says Lisa. That's yeah, Lisa is old. Lisa was, yep. Young Rich says, I can't do Larsa. <laughs> Larsa <laughs> did try and morph into Kim Kardashian, but I actually like, I actually like Larsa's personality. I think she's cool. I think she's funny. I think she's coming into her own and she's having fun. Girl, right. you're not doing foot shots. Let's just keep it 100. Like, do you on the OnlyFans? Like, who cares? But I feel like <laughs> Larsa and Adriana are going to um, 
fight. I think not like that fist fight, but I think that they're going to get like really get into it because Adriana is a very jealous spirit. And I think she's really, really jealous of Larsa and that's going to come to an end. She might be. Yep. hundred percent. So I'm ready for it. I'm team Larsa, team Gertie, uh, team Nicole, but the rest of them, I don't know. Oh, what's her face? Alex, um, Alexandria. Her family is a hot. She needs to be on a Yana Fix My Life. Mm. Yep. Oh yes, the mom. Yes, the mama is Elsa. Yes. You come on, Elsa. Come through. Come through. Thank you for that. Yes. All right, you guys. We have been on here for over an hour, so we are going to wrap it up. As always, I want to say thank you so much to talk with um, Turk Fish for holding it down thank you. with me. Yes, and you guys, his um, YouTube is linked below. So go give him a follow, give him a subscribe, and on there you can find his podcast, his websites, all of it. But, you know, Turk Fish, tell us where we can find you. How can we support you? So you guys can find me on all platforms, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just type in Talk with Turk Bish. And I just got over to YouTube, so you can check me out on YouTube, you guys. Thank you for having me, Candy. Proud of you. And, of course, we're going to be – she's going to be on Minds soon, you guys. So make sure you check that out. I have a lot of content coming in next week, a lot, starting with tonight. I have to actually start editing tonight and get some things up in the next few hours. So – you guys, check it out. And thank you, Candy, once again. Love you. Oh, you're so welcome. I love you, too. And I'm proud of you, too. And you guys, if you want to glow up in 2022, if you want to attract joy, wealth, and love, be sure to subscribe to this channel. Give me a like, rate, review. And we also have the Lux Life VIP group. It is linked below in the description box. So you can check that out. There you can get some weekly coaching, some resources all around how to design your dream life. No matter what you want, you are deserving of it. You are capable of it. You are worthy of it. You are valuable and you are lovable just as you are. And what we do here on Life with Candy, Sugar Pills, Lux Life is we just remind you of your worthiness. And we're going to be attracting happiness and love and some money because you deserve to be wealthy. So speak it, believe it, claim it, and have it. That's what we do. Amen. Yes. Amen, amen, amen. All right, everybody. I love you. You guys be well. Take care of yourself and each other. Bye. Welcome to Sugar Pills, a practical guide to self-care, where your host, writer, actor, and producer, Candy Washington, helps you live a more joyful life with a cheeky dash of pop culture news. Be sure to subscribe, leave a five-star review, and join the conversation on Instagram at Candy Washington. Let's go.